Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined, fresh from holiday, his beard's going tomorrow and potentially his eyebrows. It's Chopper Pequenel. You really had to remind me of that, didn't you? Thanks. Really appreciate that. Thank you. How are your family and loved ones taking this? Uh, it was quite amusing, actually. I did a, um, while I was on holiday, we did a, a, uh, quiz with, with the family, um, because everyone's doing bloody quizzes now, uh, and I informed them that it'd be going, and they thought I was mental for doing it. I said, hey guys, it's for charity, and they said, you're still nuts. So, yeah, going great. They just loved it. Well, if anyone wants to see that happen live, Quizzlemania with No Way Jose mm. will be on uh, we're raising money for charity because aren't we just the best but for right now, that's tomorrow uh, right now, let's dive into the Raw review <laughs> Becky Lynch has vacated her Raw Women's Championship because she's won the greatest title this world has to offer. She's going to be a mother, Pete. And also, WWE are bringing back the wildcard rule. Uh. I cannot believe that's happening. <laughs> but for, let's, let's kick off with how Raw opened, and that is Becky Lynch coming out. It was advertised last Monday that Becky would address the Women's Money in the Bank winner, which everyone kind of thought, well... That gives away who the winner's going to be. It's going to be a raw person. I picked Asuka, I was right, but I don't think that necessarily, you know, spoils money in the bank still. Anyway, Asuka is, uh, comes out as well. Becky Lynch cuts this quite emotional promo saying that she's going to have to step away for a while. How she never thought that people would welcome her into their hearts so much. This, this Irish girl who likes puns and toast. 
And yeah, Asuka comes out and Becky kind of reveals what she's talking about, where she says, I spoke to WWE management and you weren't actually fighting for the Money in the Bank briefcase last night. You were fighting for the Raw Women's Championship. And she opened the briefcase and in there was the belt. And then in in a in a reveal that I really don't know if it's a shoot or not, and if it wasn't a shoot, I don't even care because it, it came across as so organic and so authentic and just bloody lovely. Becky did the reveal in such a perfectly delivered and structured way where she said, now you go and be a great champion on Raw, Asuka, and I'll go and be a mum. And I, God, and, and I've watched it because they, they replayed this clip to a nauseating degree throughout <laughs> yeah. the rest of the show. But Asuka's reaction to this, well, you know, she's being da, 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 doing her little dance stuff. When Becky says that, she goes, <laughs> and they hug, and oh, really, really nice. It's like, it's this to me is the opposite to when Roman Reigns announced leukemia. You know, like still just really, really emotional and raw and real, but with Reigns, of course, it was just this, just incredibly awful announcement whereas Becky's is the other end of the spectrum and and then it's very 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 nice mm, yeah it it's it's a shame that her epic title reign that she's had has to end with a, a vacation and not you know someone beating her for the title but this was such a really well done announcement genuinely like it's it's a really rare moment you get in WWE programming where you just strip the veil away of uh, of wrestling itself and you're seeing you know the person behind the wrestler just say I'm gonna have a baby it's just one of those primal things you just go that's so nice uh it, it really just gets you in the feels and Asuka's celebration upon winning the title was fantastic she couldn't quite believe it she was like you're you're pulling my leg this is no, I'm not the champion. And Becky's like, no, you're you're the champion now. And she grabs the title and is dancing around, going, "I'm the champion. I'm amazing." And instantly, when I when I heard the rumors before Raw last night that uh, the rumors were floating around that Becky might have been pregnant and uh, they were going to have Asuka take the title off her, and I was like, that doesn't make any sense because what they're going to do is they're going to say, right, Becky's pregnant, she's going away, and she's going to vacate the title. Oh, I guess Asuka's got money in the bank, so we'll just put the championship on her. That wouldn't have made any sense, but they made it make sense by saying, you already won because you were fighting for the title without you knowing it. And it's a really small change, but it makes all the difference in the world because now when the reveal happens, you go, oh my god, that's actually really clever, that's really smart. And then you have the emotional impact on top of that when Becky says she's going to be a mum. It's 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 pretty much perfect. It's it's as great as you can do for you know them kind of flipping the script and having to improvise with this new scenario they've been presented in front of them. I thought they did so well with it. I thought it was great. Yeah, I echo everything you said there. Uh, the I'd be curious to know. You know, now we've got all the niceties out of the way. Mm. What's going on backstage? <laughs> Where's the heat? <laughs> Who's furious with who? Uh, I don't think there's anyone furious with anyone. I think everyone's going to be enormously happy, even WWE management, because, you know, it's tough times right now. Mm -hmm. This is a rare moment of levity and and genuine heartfeltness. However, if you look at the bigger picture, 
WWE have put an enormous amount of time and effort and resources into building Becky Lynch as one of their top stars. They very rarely do that with people these days. Mm -hmm. And now, in concurrent years, you have Ronda Rousey, who they did the same for, and then she left to go and start a family. And then the following year, we're now getting it with Becky Lynch because that the, the I think she gave, gave an interview with People saying that she'll she's expecting for December mm-hmm. which means she's out for the rest of this year and then you know will she come back immediately I doubt it mm. especially with the pandemic that's happening right now it's not like you can or what you would you wouldn't want to take chances with people being pregnant what does that mean for Seth Rollins you know he's yeah. Roman Reigns he says his main decision wasn't that he had cancer for not doing the WWE tapings. It's because his wife was pregnant and they gave birth to twin boys last month or mm-hmm. in March. So now it's like, you know, and I'm not criticizing that. I'm just like looking ahead to the future. Does this mean that Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins are going to be taken out for the rest of the year mm. at a time when WWE's main event scene is severely lacking star power? Yeah, it's it's... It's such a a double-edged sword, isn't it? Because it's such a nice thing, and it's totally understandable, and it's no one's, like, fault, for lack of a better word, that this has happened, and Becky's going to go away and, you know, take care of her baby, and that's great. And you'd assume, at some point, maybe not immediately, but sometime soon, Seth is going to have to go to look after Becky. Like, she can't, you know, just be by herself during the, during this whole time. So... You'd think at least at some point Seth's going to have to go, which means you're going to be missing two of your top stars off people that you've invested so much time into that are going to be gone. Seth having one of the best characters on Raw right now, and he might have to be completely written out, and that might be a cool story, like the way his character's going, as we saw later in the episode, it's having a, a unique twist to his character now, which is great. Whether that's going to play into something later down the line and it's going to have to be written off, I don't know. But, like, it's really interesting to see what's going to happen. Like, from a just from a, you know, a viewer's perspective of just what's going to happen to the show. It's really, really... I'm so curious to see what's going to happen. They may need to build some new stars very, very quickly. <laughs> Charlotte Flair. That's what we're getting. We're getting Charlotte Flair, champion of NXT, SmackDown, mm. and soon-to-be Lasker. And not just for the Raw title, but retroactively for the briefcase. She's also the 2020 Money in the Bank winner. Charlotte Flair, the queen. Raw Rumble, Money she, in the Bank, she'll all the also, champions. She'll also beat the Gronk. She'll be the 24-7 champion as well. <laughs> just give it, put them all on her. Why not? So Becky actually said in her... Th- excellent promo mm. I, I loved the content I loved the way it was delivered I thought she came across as so so affable uh, but she she agreed like what we're saying here like she agreed she said look this is a bittersweet thing for me I love this job I love wrestling I've held the title for over a year this is unprecedented like nearly unprecedented and I you know I, I'm very happy that I'm going to be a mother but at the same time I'm going to have to step away from this yeah so yeah it's and you know um I mean, just just a week ago, there were lots of reports doing the rounds that Becky had. There's a lot of interest in the in the movie business in Becky. Apparently, someone wants to cast her in a Marvel film, which which would be awesome. I think she's very well suited for that, uh, or a Kim Possible live action TV series. Yeah, I mean that, that's but a the, totally legitimate answer. It's the only answer, really. Mm. 
But the how that then, you know, at the end of all this, does she go back to acting, which is a lot easier on a family life? Yeah. I don't know. But don't worry, Pete. WWE might have the answer to everything. It's bringing back the wild card. God. Oh, this is Do you bad, want to walk it? us through what happened here? Yeah, okay. So they announced on the show that it's going to be Brand Crossover is coming back. Oh, which is, you know, code word for the wild card rule, which they scrapped because everyone hated it. Um, <laughs> so we didn't, we didn't hate it. It just massively undermined the brand split. Because last year, when the ratings were going down, I was one person who went on record and said, I think this is a good idea because they've got to do something. The shows are rubbish mm-hmm. otherwise. Yeah. But I actually think the shows are quite good at the moment. Yes, exactly. And it, it's hard to say how this is going to work because the, the match that we know is happening next week, it's going to be Drew McIntyre versus King Corbin. Which, you know, when you introduce this brand crossover, there's some dream matches up laid up on a platter for you. You've got new WWE champion Drew McIntyre coming off a big win with Seth Rollins at Money in the Bank. You could have Drew McIntyre versus Daniel Bryan. You could have Drew McIntyre versus Shinsuke Nakamura versus Cesaro. Anybody. And they went for Corbin. My, my pick would have been Otis. Mm-hmm. Like have it, have him go in there. Have a you know, Drew could definitely carry him to a good ten minute match. Yeah, get him over in defeat. Drew's excellent at that sort of uh, performance. But yeah, yeah, Baron Corbin. Yeah, Baron Corbin. I, I'm I'm curious to see because I think Drew's run as champion has been amazing so far. Since he's won it at Mania, he's been booked so well. The matches have been great. He's been a really strong champion. It's been really, really good. I'm so curious to see how it's going to work when he comes against the roadblock that is Corbin. Is it going to be a Corbin match or is it going to be a Drew match that he drags Corbin into? Like, wh- what way is it going to go? Because I'm, I'm terrified that it's going to be a Corbin match and these two somehow, despite being on different brands, are going to feud for seven months. And it's going to yes, be terrible. Well, that- that's it. If this is a one-off, fine. Yeah. Fine. Like like the Jake Hager, John Moxley thing. If it's just a one-off, it's an interim feud, whatever. It's not the best thing to do because this is your premier debut match of this big cross-brand initiative. And so many people must have signed off on that first match being the ratings draw of Drew McIntyre versus Baron Corbin. <laughs> If that's just one match, though, which has a killer angle afterwards, mm-hmm. where, I don't know, you know, someone intriguing, I'd love to see him versus Daniel Bryan. I'd even love... I would even prefer Dolph Ziggler, because there's more history there between mm-hmm. them. And I think it would be a much better match. I mean, there's technically history, the same history with Baron Corbin, because they were part of that, you know, one of the many iterations... God, of the they were, weren't they? Jesus. I forgot about that. So... Yeah, and it's just, it's weirdly, Dave Meltzer said last week, and this wasn't, he, he didn't say reportedly or anything, this wasn't the inside track. He said, and it was a speculation on his part, I think next week they'll start, the brand split will start to go away because this is what Vince does when he, when the ratings are down, he panics and he goes back on the brand split. And five days later it happened. Mm. Crazy, isn't it? And, and the thing is, as well, though, is that, 
the shows have already been feeling kind of samey because they've not had enough talent at their disposal. You know, Selena Vega's group of sexy men has been <laughs> on like seven out of eight segments on Raw every week. So in theory, having more people come over to freshen up each show is a good idea. However, we know what they do when they have that power and they just have the same people across both shows every single time. So now instead of each show feeling samey but distinct, they're now both going to feel like the same show time and time again and i'm really worried that that's the road they're going to go down again yeah yeah it'll just be the same yeah six people over and over again as opposed to giving this more more like people like a not but yeah i guess apollo cruz chad gable underutilized talent right now but you know they they've got a they're missing a lot of top talent they're missing a lot of mid-card talent they're missing undercard talent they're missing just everyone mm-hmm. right now they're in a terrible position i don't think this rule is going to change anything i get why they did it. it it might have a it might make the shows initially a bit more dynamic but ultimately the only thing that's going to help this is cutting the shows down to one hour a time yeah the answer isn't fill the content more it's people can't sit through a three-hour raw in general with no fans in lockdown they need to have these talks with the usa network and fox and just say look unprecedented times do you want a really killer high rated one hour or do you want the slow death of this programming you paid a load of money for yeah yeah you're exactly right uh, I, i'm worried i'm worried because i've been enjoying smackdown for weeks now i mean there's been a few episodes where it's been fine but generally it's been pretty good i'm worried that that trend is going to break now and it's going to get even worse and I really don't want it to. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Listen up, slap nuts. This is a special PSA, a pubic service announcement. Lockdown has made us get a little bit sloppy with our grooming. Just look down. Your balls have become so hairy, they've become parts unknown. So let's thank today's sponsor, Manscaped.com, for their best-selling lawnmower 3.0 body trimmer for holding people like you, yes you, accountable for sorting out your bushy nutsack and turning them from disgusting George the Animal Steels into lovely smooth curd angles. And this isn't like cutting your family jewels with big razor Ramones, this is cutting-edge technology. Manscaped changed the culture with the Perfect Package 3.0 kit, which includes the Lawnmower 3.0 and its advanced skin-safe technology so you won't get cut open hard way, and anti-chafing ball deodorant to make sure your undertakers aren't stinking up in your house. Because I want to tell you this, as a friend, I can smell your balls through this podcast. Sort it out, mate. And when you become a subscriber at manscaped.com with the special code WrestleTalk, you'll get new replacement blade refills and for a limited time you get not one, but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag and the patented anti-chafing boxer briefs which are super comfy. This is the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off with free international shipping to the US, Canada, Australia and the UK by going to manscaped.com forward slash wrestle talk that m-a-n-s-c-a-p-e-d dot com with the code wrestle talk your big hairy balls will thank you my big hairy balls let's do your patreon shout outs thank you to all our wonderful pledgehammers on patreon Quoth the Regan, never fall. Hey, that's a very Whoa. creative one. Uh, your best friend, Neon Pal It. Woo, thank you. Woo. He's no jackass, Dano. Woo, thank you. The Snapdragon King, Ryu Odonte. Woohoo. Thank you. Rob Steiner Recliner. Thank you woo, very woo, woo. much. Michael Plowman, that's his name. That name again is Michael Plowman. Yes. Cheers, Michael. The man who wears the gold, the man recognised by SWAF Nation International as the 24-7 champion, our legend. Woo! Yes, thank, thank you very you. much. Legendary. Pick him up, loot sponge. Woo! Woo! Thank you. The old codger dodger, Roger. <laughs> it's dodgy, but nice try. Golden Nick Holden. Woo! Yeah, that golden's my thing. <laughs> uh, the power couple, Stephen and Giovanna. Mwah. Thank you very much. And finally for today, dot, dot, dot. Dive, Dylan Cushetta. Woo! Thank you very Thank you. much. Let's see what all you guys think in the super chats. Please get in your super chats because we'll be getting to them throughout the show. And also, hey, look at that. It's a special support. Uh, wrestle talk bit if you just want to help us out and if you want to help us out the most get Whoa. a pile drive get a pile drive covid19 we've just been demonetized pete yeah we have. so help us out 
because we said the name. I'm like Mr. Kennedy right now holding this <laughs> this microphone. Davis. Davis. <laughs> so, go over to wrestletalkmerch.com uh, and find this t-shirt and buy it. There's loads of great t-shirts there. Look, it's Rampage Brown. Isn't he terrifying? He's great. Love Rampage. One of the best wrestlers in the UK. Uh, but yes, yeah, please do go over and, and get yourselves a Pile Drive COVID-19 t-shirt. That's how we'll defeat it. It's T-Shirt Tuesdays. I'm trying to make it a thing. <laughs> it's a good idea. Uh, but yes, your super chats on the Becky Lynch announcement. Loads of people uh, commenting on this. Progress Marrick writes, What are the chances Seth stays at home with the baby and Becky? Uh, oh, Seth stays at home and Becky returns to the ring. Don't know too many couples who both wrestle full-time with kids. Mm. Yeah, it might have to be. <laughs> they'll come up with a with a stay at home schedule. So it'll be one comes back for a month, and then it gets written off TV, and the other one comes back for a while. Who knows? Yeah, then they'll never see each other. <laughs> yeah, that's a sacrifice you make when you marry into this business. I don't. Know. I think just just sign the baby up to NXT now. <laughs> that's the work with the kids. Ben Isaacs Asuka is officially the second longest women's money in the bank holder with one day Is that true? Yeah it's true they've had four and Bailey and Bliss cashed it on the same night it was just Carmella that held it for like nearly a year. And that was a botch. That was was bad. James Uh, Tim Arndt all of the fans who thought Becky's title reign was starting to get stale must think that Seth is the best baby face in the world right now (laughs) not after what he did on the show later Mm. absolutely not Tim Arndt wouldn't it be a hoot if Becky had ended her promo by saying screw you Ronda I got there first (laughs) I am more fertile have a fertility match (laughs) oh god no don't give him ideas RJ Jennings R. Jennings Becky Lynch pregnant by small package from Rollins <laughs> oh. these are these are cracking <laughs> these are very good guys I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised it's it's yeah it's it's witty and it's but it's not offensive mm. and not crude so yeah. well, well done yeah. you struck the tone Alistair Gammond ooh manslayer <laughs> that, mm, that feels like something else but sure it's uh I've seen this joke a lot but how can she be pregnant? She's the man. Don't worry, folks. It's always funny. That one's not Benny as good Sato, as the others. Hashtag Datsun is the only hope to bring the gold to WrestleTalk. <laughs> Becky, Becky Lynch has joined Finn Balor and Sting in the list of superstars that Seth Rollins has taken out of action. <laughs> I think that's the best one yet. He's unsafe. Yeah, He's unsafe sex. Un- unsafe worker. <laughs> Colostopia. Small package strikes again. P.S. A bit random, but a fox killed one of our chickens yesterday. Didn't even leave a trace of blood. Absolute savage. <laughs> Cheers for the update. Thanks. Christian, Christian Lamontange. We've got loads of super chats on Becky. Imagine the pop when Becky comes back. Her and Seth walk to the ring with the new baby full of joy. And then Snitsky's music hits. Oh, God. No, Christ. don't. Pavi let Andy out of his cage. I genuinely teared up seeing Becky and Asuka hug. Same. Yeah, it was it was a great moment. Really, really nice. Ooh ah, ooh ah. 
says, please let Seth have a Christmas baby continuity. Mm. It's a great idea. Yeah, it's Because great. if it's born on the 25th of December, CrossFit Jesus, I want Seth to start referring to his newborn child as, you know, as the new Messiah. Mm-hmm. And he, that makes him God. Yeah. How does the Holy Trinity work? God, it's very that confusing. works. Pavi let Andy out of his cage again. After Asuka's reaction, no way she is a heel anymore. Mm, I don't think so. I feel like she was the heel beforehand with the celebration and the dancing and stuff. And then when Becky announced she's going to be a mom, that was like, that's the end of KK for that segment. That's just like, let's just pull the veil back for this little bit. That's fine. She can be a heel next week. Whatever. I agree. I do find it frustrating, though, how WWE don't have any consistency over this like that Asuka was momentarily a baby face that's not to say she might not become a baby face because now they've got a bit of a baby face absence in the Raw Women's Division I think Asuka versus Shayna would be a very good feud mm, coming off of totally. this but they they did stick to kayfabe with the father of the child Seth Rollins he didn't come out and say well done yeah and and last week AJ Styles was not in kayfabe in an advert uh, Wallow TV so we all agree that Seth isn't the father. Dun dun dun! Give him Turn that into a storyline. Horny say. Rusev. Oh, uh, pa- Pavila Andy out of his cage. Becky beat Ronda for the title and beat her on being a mum. That she did. Yeah, she got there first. Dina, Dylan Voorhees. I can't be the only one disappointed with how Becky had the power to just hand the title away. I understand the heartfelt moment, but I felt as if she should have cashed in on the title. It was handed. Um, I I don't mind that because to me it came off as if, and this is probably just me reading more into it because they didn't actually say it in the segment. But to me, it came off like Becky had been working with behind the scenes personnel to let them know that she was that she was going to be going away, and she organized it with people to be like, let this match be for the title, but don't tell anyone. Um, and she kind of worked with them to make it happen, rather than it just being like, here's the title. It was it was like a coordinated effort, is what I saw it as. I totally got that, and Becky did did pretty much say that. I think in her that it, she had t- spoken with management mm. that this was going to be a surprise. I think that works well. And you know what is better, Becky suddenly being beaten here, or this this much longer term play where she can come back and claim a title she never lost. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, ironically, Asuka has experienced herself. Zach Icon Linda. Becky beat Ronda in the impregnation vacationing. Yep. Uh, Cactura Cloud. Becky's comeback will be insane. Returns mm. for Money in the Bank next year. I can make it WrestleMania, surely. Draws Walker 9. Seth and Baby are having a blue chew baby. <laughs> we're not sponsored by them. No, we're not. Uh, Ken Gorry. Uh, Becky impregnated by Foreign Object. Uh, William Bradley, Bradley, if Becky has a son, do you think Seth will kiss his son on the lips? Very, very <laughs> good, everybody. So, um, let's get... Oh, actually, before we get into the play-by-play of the show, Wizzlemania tomorrow... 9 p.m. BST on no GMT now, isn't it? On on parts of unknown over here in the UK, which is 4 p.m. on the East Coast and 1 p.m. PST, I believe. Yes, we're live streaming. It's going to be me versus Luke 
versus reigning champion Sean Ross Sapp versus No Way Jose. No way. Jose. And what else is going to be happening on that show, Pete? Uh, Because I lost two weeks in a row, I'm going to be shaving my beard off. And if we hit the goal that we're setting, because we're raising money for charity during this, if we hit the goal, then I'll be shaving off my eyebrows. (sighs) Yeah, you will. Yeah. So let's raise some money for charity, folks. Yeah, positive. Yeah. We're the best. Um, right, so the full play-by-play... I just say that because it annoys you now. Yeah. Uh, the full play-by-play of the show, we got the Becky Lynch announcement at the start, which was lovely. Uh, backstage, a load of baby faces celebrated with her, which, again, played really organically. It did seem like they would they just found out about the news. Yeah, I, I think it worked really well. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I, I feel like they might have held on to the shot, just like five seconds too long just because I felt like they were all like Josh around and it was all fun and games and then Becky was standing there just like yeah this is and cut <laughs> <laughs> just take it away a little bit sooner but that's a nip wasn't it, it was a pre-taped show uh, yes question mark I can't remember what's live I anymore I don't know yeah uh, after that, we got Bobby Lashley uh, in a in a no DQ match for no mm. particular reason against Umberto Carrillo. Uh, this was Carrillo actually got a fair bit of offense in, even got to go loony with a chair mm-hmm. on Lashley. But ultimately, no one can escape the dreaded full Nelson submission, mm. and Carrillo tapped. Yeah, uh, you know what? Since Lashley, um, for the last couple of weeks, I think Lashley's looked pretty good. I think. Uh, I'm not saying that I'm super into him or anything because he's got a lot of rebuilding work to do with that whole storyline with Rusev and being with Lana and all that stuff. I'm not super into it. But um, I think he's looked pretty impressive in the ring. There's been a few times... I've, I've not been the biggest fan of Lashley for a while, but I thought he's looked pretty cool. And the full Nelson can totally buy that hurting when it comes from Lashley. Yeah, I think... I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm an enormous fan of Lashley. Mm. Unfortunately, he's been given every worst story of manageable like you know worst story gimmick of the year stuff and I, I do think it's part of a, a, a backstage effort to bury him because mm-hmm. he famously you know fell out with Michael Hayes um, when, when he left the company yeah, uh, back in around 2009 but hopefully now that Paul Heyman's in charge of Raw and he's being given a lot more trust it seems Bobby can hopefully be rebuilt I think we're going towards Lashley versus Drew which I'm very mm. much into. Yeah, that'd be really cool. And another little bit of continuity, which they definitely did not <coughs> uh, plan on, I don't think, was that I believe, unless I'm mistaken, Bobby Lashley was the first person to ever break out of the Master Lock. So, you know. Ah, and now he's got nice. it. I don't think they planned that. But it's a nice little thing. Uh, after that, we got the Viking Raiders setting up their basketball match against the Street Profits for later on. This was a segment, wasn't it? God, why are they? What are they doing? Why? Why? We'll get. Why? We'll, we'll get into it when we do the actual yeah. sketch. Okay. Whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, Kyrie Sane celebrates with Asuka backstage. She's she's surely leaving soon. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, then I did one of the. Like, I thought this was one of the more frustrating parts of the episode. Mm-hmm. Angel Garza and Austin Theory are just screaming at each other backstage for no particular reason. 
And Zelina Vega's Gang of Sexy Men, a really fun faction, is now seemingly splitting up off from one of its wrestlers. Yeah. It uh, feels like Austin Theory's on his way out. Uh, Andrade and Garza were kind of standing next to each other, shouting at Theory across the way with Zelina trying to get in the way and try and break him up. They got bored of Theory, I guess. I, I, I don't know. There's just doesn't seem to be any reason. There's no storyline reason. They're just arguing now. It's yeah. kind of dumb. I, I think, yeah, I think in a few days' time, reports will come out that Vince has given up on another star and it's Austin Theory. And to be honest, I, I, he hasn't stood out. No. And I think this faction works better without him. Mm. He does look like an odd person out there. Totally. It's a Hispanic faction. It's a, it's a Latino faction. Mm-hmm. And Austin Theory has never been given a storyline explanation of why he's in there, mm-hmm. other than he's good. He was in NXT. Yeah. Briefly, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, anyway, and lost to Tyler Breeze. So Angel Garza continued shouting at uh, Theory on the outside in his match with Akira Tozawa. Akira Tozawa just got nothing. Garza squashed him, which you know is good because I love Garza, but it hurts mm-hmm. because I love Tozawa. And then Drew McIntyre comes out, claymores everyone, <laughs> and has a match with Andrade. Drew is the best, and that, that's the. I, that's not a hot take, but Drew is absolutely the best. And I, I saw it more in this match that he had the champion versus champion match with Andrade. I love everything that Drew does. The way he moves, mm. his moves, his facial reactions, the thing he, the things he says in a match, it gets a reaction out of me for everything he does. His moveset, by the way, is amazing. Like, some of the stuff I he know. was pulling out in this. Like, a total world backbreaker, a sky high, the future shock DDT, the claymore, the reverse Alabama slam, the headbutt. Like, every move he does, I'm like, oh, that was good. Like, every single time. He just gets elicits so much emotion out of me every time he wrestles. I love Drew. He's the best. And the moveset is kind of a throwback. It's not like he's Ricochet doing these insane athletic maneuvers that no one else can do. He's doing... Alabama Slam. Mm. That's straight out of the 80s. Yeah. But I, I think it works so well for him. Uh, but he has a decent match with Andrade. I, I, they really... I wish they had time to put on a proper 20-minute match. Especially because it's the US champion versus the WWE champion. Mm. And now we've had two relatively easy wins from McIntyre over Andrade. It's not, not, not their fault. It's, it's the way they've been booked, unfortunately. Uh, but then McIntyre, after beating Andrade, just goes, oh, and what I came out here to actually say because I came down here for a promo but I thought I'd beat up Andrade as well Is and this is where he announces that next week he'll have a match against King Corbin mm. which you know unfortunately if WWE keep putting Drew in the position of having to make disappointing announcements it will reflect badly on him eventually yeah which is really a shame I mean Drew was as great of a promo as he could have cut he cut here it almost made me excited about a Corbin match. Almost. Yeah. Like, it, it was really, like, in classic Drew fashion, really charismatic, really, you know, putting over this as quite kind of a big deal. He kind of, like, almost deviates and goes on a complete tangent, but brings it back to, like, in, like, a really charming, charismatic... I don't know how he does it. He's the best. Mm. Uh, and, yeah, and then he, he just announces, yeah, he's going to be facing King Corbin, and he's excited because now he's... He chose Drew as his opponent, essentially. And Drew's like, all right, cool. I've got a Claymore waiting for you. Sucks to be you, mate. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm looking forward... Bear with me. 
I'm looking forward to the match if it's booked in the right way, which based on how Drew has been booked so far, I really hope they just continue it because it's been great. It's been really, really they've good. They've done, yeah, they've done everything right with him. So I guess we should be optimistic. It's hard though. Because it's Baron Corbin. It's hard. <laughs> it's like, it, and it's WWE. It's, it's, it's like an unstoppable force and an immovable object. It's Drew McIntyre who's so well, but it's Baron Corbin who they've treated exactly the same the whole time. <laughs> oh, it's, it's going to be hard. Uh, after that, MVP was so, sort of giving Lashley advice backstage, like, you know, you look good out there, man. You need to do this, this, and this. And then he walks off, and he sa- he says something to Lana, like, "Well, I'm gonna be his manager soon." Along that, it wasn't that, but it was yeah. along those lines. And Lana just decided to react at number eleven. <laughs> she was just like, "Ah, <laughs> how dare you!" <laughs> My so friend weird. texts me saying it was his favorite, and he very rarely like t- talks to me about WWE because he doesn't really like it anymore. Mm. He texts me specifically about that moment, saying how it was one of the funniest things he's seen in lockdown, and it is. It really, it's was. really dumb. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it was just MVP just saying like, "Look, you came here in this company trying to scratch and claw for everything in like 2006, and now we're in 2020, and you're exactly the same spot." what the hell man um i'd be i'd be well up for mvp uh trying to get lashley is he still with brendan vink and shane thorne i guess he is kind of i mean he was in the six man with them later so maybe he's trying to build Mm. his own little kind of faction on his own which i'd be all for i think that's really cool and if it gets lashley away from lana and starts rebuilding him as a as a serious competitor big thumbs up from me i'd be well into that definitely agree um, after that, we got what what seemed to be another move in this whole cross-brand idea because we got a moment of Bliss segment, mm. which is with SmackDown stars Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. But, you know, they are also the women's tag champs, so there is a, a sort of kayfabe reason why they could appear on both shows. Which, you know, and the, the, I- the titles float, don't you know? Mm. That was big air quotes they, for podcast listeners. Those titles sure are floaters the way <laughs> WWE have booked them. <laughs> And the Iconics returned. Mm. I've missed the Iconics. They had a pretty decent match here. You know, way better than the Iconics matches of old. And the the Iconics won, setting up a title match for next week. Mm-hmm. I thought, yeah, the Iconics uh, actually got a chance to wrestle in this match, which I thought was nice. Because I think the Iconics of old either were doing, like, hair pulling and shouting or, like, getting beaten up or doing a roll-up. Whereas here, they actually got to showcase some actual wrestling moves. They had a proper match with Alexis and Nikki Cross, and they debuted a new finisher, which is kind of like a magic killer, but in like a powerful yeah, yeah. position. Is I I think it could. It wasn't the best version of it. I think the the move is good, but it didn't it didn't quite work against Bliss here. But I think it could it could look better in future iterations of it. But yes, it's cool. I like it. Unfortunately, what has no chance of ever being good is pretty Ricky. Which is our truths gimmick mm-hmm. from like the late noughties. I think he brought it back briefly in the mid teens. And it is it's our truth doing a boss eye and wearing some, you know, goofy teeth. And it and and he's really dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just it's not funny. No. I find I find it offensive. Yeah. I'm not I'm not easily offended, but it doesn't sit right with me in the slightest. And it doesn't sit right with me even more knowing it's probably cracking Vince McMahon up 
and that our truth is allowing mm-hmm. this to happen because they're very close apparently Vince, Ma- Vince McMahon finds our truth one of the funniest people he knows that's why that, that famous picture of them both mm-hmm. laughing together our truth can crack Vince up so yeah I, I, I did not like this at all I, I, I like I I really didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it was quite funny actually because I was talking to uh, I was talking to my friend because we were watching uh, Money in the Bank together, not in person. Don't worry, it was over a call. Um, and uh, he he was saying like I've always been such a massive fan of our truth. I think he always whatever he's given, he always makes it so funny. He's great, all that stuff. I messaged him after I watched Raw this morning. I was like, eh, it wasn't good though, mm. was it? He tried, but no, it's it's just not good. I, it's just not funny, and. It was weird in this match because he kept switching between that character and himself through the tag match. It was really strange. I didn't get it. It wasn't funny. And it just kind of detracted from the match. I wasn't really paying attention to what was happening because I was like, what's happening with our truth It was strange. And that's how highly Raw thinks of Cedric Alexander and Ricochet right now, that they were background fodder for this R-Truth six-man tag vehicle against, you know, Shane Thorne, Brendan Vink and MVP. They're a new act. They're a new faction. They got a win last week, their first win. Apparently, Vince McMahon is very high on Brendan Vink because he's a big guy. So for this to all just play second fiddle to R-Truth's racially insensitive gimmick... My God, this was so bad. This was by far the worst thing on the show and probably by far the worst thing since WrestleMania. Yeah, totally. It was not good at all. It it wasn't redeemed, but there was a good, a nice thing to end off on, which was R-Truth got the win um, by hitting his finisher. They had a name, but I don't know what it is because R-Truth never hits it. Um, But he he got the win. I think it's called the lie detector. That's the one, the lie detector, Mm. because he's got truth in his name um but then as he's celebrating bobby lashley comes out and uh spears truth and him and mvp team up to beat down truth some more which i thought was cool it kind of furthers that plate of lashley and mvp probably getting together to work together which again i'm all for so that was nice yeah uh jinder mahal told charlie caruso backstage that he's gonna be a hero he's gonna get to the heights that drew mcintyre has hopefully um, Shayna Baszler then cut just such a harsh promo. <laughs> I was sitting here watching it, just being like, "Oh my god, Shayna, let's stop! The baby's not even born, Shayna." It was great. She called, the, she called it a parasite in Becky's stomach, that and did. that it will ruin her career. Mm-hmm. And then Natalia came in, and Shayna said, "Well, I'll, you know." The the last of the heart dynasty. Yeah, oh, I was just like, Oof. yeah. This is. She was like, "What do you care about motherhood? You're never gonna have a kid." I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> it's just it's just taken up a level." Jesus. But you know what? I, you know, she's a bad guy. Yeah. I thought this was very good bad guy dialogue because it made me kayfabe dislike her. So exactly. I, I actually thought it was very offensive, but that was the point. Yes. Uh, unlike our truth thing. Yeah. Which, I don't know what they're and, intending. And I also think as well, it was offensive, but not to the point where it drew me out of it and was like, whoa, why have they said that? Like, there's some mm. lines that have been delivered. I'm like, that's just offensive. Not on the story offensive. That's just offensive. Um, whereas I think with this Shana one, they really, like, they told the line really effectively to the point where I was like, 
screw you, Shayna. I wasn't like, screw you, WWE, for saying that. I, I They, they towed the line really, really well. Uh, also something I think you might have missed earlier, unless I've completely got my notes out of order, um, was a backstage uh, Rey Mysterio promo um, saying that he was... Oh, sorry, has that already happened? I think so. Oh, this is my favourite thing on the show! <laughs> <gasps> You're right! Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So... Uh, I'll say my bit first. It was Rey Mysterio backstage with Charlie Caruso saying how he managed to survive from being thrown off a building. Um, and the excuse was that there was another building <laughs> that was six foot below it. So he was fine. <laughs> and that that's the excuse they gave was that there was another building that we just didn't see. You know okay. the old pimp my the old pimp my ride memes mm-hmm. where it was yo dog mm-hmm. I heard you like playing video games yeah. so we put a video console in your car yeah. so you can drive and play anyway it was like that where Rey Mysterio said no oh, man I wasn't dead I got thrown off the roof onto a smaller roof <laughs> <laughs> so bad it was. It's it's, I, you know what? It's so funny. It's so bad, like bad movie style dialogue that I actually really like it. Yeah, I would. You know, I'm enormously embarrassed by it. That if anyone who didn't really watch wrestling the same way we did said, "Well, that's crap. Why do you like wrestling?" I I look at them as, "You're right, man. I'm an idiot." Yeah, but. If I can just be an idiot with all of us idiots for a second, I thought this was awesome. Yeah, it, I mean, the thing is, it fits so perfectly with what the Money in the Bank match was because it was so stupid and wacky and ridiculous. And then you just go, "Yeah, there was a there was a smaller roof." It just it just fits. It's perfect. I really liked it. Also, something I wanted to mention. I don't know if it's been mentioned <coughs> on any Wrestle Talk content for the last week because I haven't watched any. Um, I'm sorry, I know. Even on holiday, I don't think about Wrestle Talk. I'm sorry. Um, but uh, the, the tagline they went with for Money in the Bank was, uh, the risk is worth the reward, was what they went with. That doesn't make sense. It should be, the reward is worth the risk. But they've done it the wrong way around. That literally doesn't make sense. The risk is worth the reward doesn't make sense. Hmm. And yet they keep wow. saying it all the time, and it's driving me—it's me- driving me crazy. And they keep saying it. And Ray in this promo was like, "I just kept telling myself the risk is worth the reward. The risk is worth the reward." I'm like, "That's wrong. It's the reward is worth the risk." <sighs> Take that WWE. You've been chopped. Yeah, ch- ch- chop them. It's like the WrestleMania 25th anniversary all over again. God. I I liked when Seth walked in looking really dishevelled huge hair most homeless he can possibly look mm-hmm. and Rey Mysterio goes hey man and I really like your you, well, well done you, you're going to be a, a father it's amazing and Seth just like looked at him and walked off incredibly disdainfully it was a fantastic performance and Rey who also was cutting a fantastic promo despite falling off a roof onto a smaller <laughs> roof onto a smaller roof <laughs> Just, just like, sort of lifts up his mask and says to Charlie, "What a dick!" <laughs> I know it's great. Yeah, it was very good. It was, it was a very organic line that one. I will mm. say though, thought it was weird that they mentioned that Seth was, Seth was the father because it did make what he did later on 
just kind of like he's just really struggling with the fact he's a father now and it wasn't about him losing to Drew at Money in the Bank it was like he just found out from Becky earlier that he was going to be a dad and he was like oh no <laughs> what have I done mm. and then he just lost I, it I very much took Seth's extra heel turn to be motivated by his loss from Drew I didn't even think that it could be tied in with Becky's mm-hmm. pregnancy Yeah, but Everyone else is saying, oh no, it's like, it's Becky getting pregnant. Seth's gone crazy because of that. Uh, I I don't think that's a good direction to take it in. It might be interesting, but I, I, I see the genesis of Seth's new gimmick, or an enhanced gimmick, being from when Drew shook his hand. Mm-hmm. It was that same dead-eyed stare. Uh, but, you know, feel free to disagree. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Undertaker, we got a clip from the Undertaker documentary. It looks really good. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. But AJ Styles sits backstage to watch it with some popcorn and then gets angry. I, I don't know what to say about this AJ Undertaker stuff. The stuff in the Money in the Bank match was so stupid. It was amazing. I, Yeah, what else can you say? It's great. They've got to be building to a rematch, totally. which I am all in for. Yeah. Now, after that, we got the Rey Mysterio and Alistair Black. They bonded after being thrown off the building, presumably, versus Seth Rollins and Murphy. Tag. And this was really where you got to see Seth's new unhinged messiah gimmick, where he stood on the side. He's still in this dejected state from when Drew shook his hand. Murphy's wrestling the entire match. Seth isn't tagging in. He's not even looking at the action inside the ring. And then eventually, Ray just punches him in the gut, and Seth drags him out, and the referee immediately calls for a DQ. wasn't wasn't that 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 was awkward. Unfortunately, I don't know why they couldn't just wait to the injury spot that was a minute away mm-hmm. to then call for the DQ. That makes far more sense. But anyway, uh, and then Seth continued to target Ray's eye, and then brought the eye to the corner of the the, the steel steps and shoved his face onto it, making it look like the eye popped or something. This was an incredibly visceral injury angle. I thought this was amazing. This was so good. Because, and especially before that as well, Seth just completely snapped, got so aggressive, threw Alistair Black over the barricade. That's the second time he's been thrown over something in two days. <laughs> and then... Don't worry, there was a smaller barricade <laughs> There was a smaller underneath. barricade. Um... But then he started yelling at Murphy. He was like, no, stay out of this. Stay out of this. And he was yelling at Murphy to not get involved with it. And that's when he took Ray and shoved his eye into the corner of the steel steps. Thought it was great. His facial expression through the whole thing. Capped off with Ray's selling as well. I thought was amazing. It was beautiful selling. After that, still trying to cover his face. Because obviously you don't want to see his face um, with the mask removed. But he was just screaming in agony. And like a load of people rushed out to him. They had like towels covering his face and all that. So you just heard like the muffled yells of Ray in pain for ages afterwards. I thought this was a home run segment for, for Seth's new character. And for doing the injury angle afterwards. I thought it was beautiful. It was perfect. It was so, so good. My only gripe with it, and this has nothing to do with the segment, I thought this should have main evented the show. And it should have just ended with, you can just hear the yells from Ray and Seth just looking off blankly mm. into the distance, and that's how the show ends. I thought that would have been so much more impactful than what than what happened. I agree. Uh, but I'll, I'll give you a different closing image. And I, I can't tell if this happened. 
but it because WWE have a bit more cinematic license now, they did keep cutting from Ray screaming at ringside to just Seth's face walking slowly up the ramp. And it was dejected, but I swear near the end, as he was listening to the screams, he started to smile. Mm. Now that that is a killer closing shot for the for the show. Uh, unfortunate, my, my gripe actually comes in a segment that came a bit later. Ray's being tended to in the trainer's room. Alistair Black's checking on him. Seth and Murphy walk in, and Seth says, "I'm sorry, guys. I don't know what happened out there." That makes it a lot less interesting for me. Mm. I I want Seth to sort of just be really totally absorbed by this whatever rage and inferiority he's feeling. I don't want him to be second guessing that rage right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think it would have been better if he'd have been completely silent. If it had just been he's there, like physically there. But if 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 they still wanted to keep this segment, you can still have Seth there. Just don't say anything. He's there, just staring kind of blankly off as Murphy says. Like, maybe as, like, a cocky, he'll just be like, oh, is he all right then, or something like that. <clears throat> and that's when Black loses it and starts doing the brawl with him as Seth mm. just kind of, like, staring blankly, just walks off kind of thing. That could have kept the intrigue going a bit more than, I agree, than Seth just saying, oh, I'm sorry, I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, now, something I don't understand in the slightest mm-hmm. is what they were trying to accomplish <laughs> with the Street Profits versus the Viking Raiders in a game of basketball. Mm. So, it was set through a couple of vignettes through the night, which weren't very funny. Um, and the actual main sketch itself also wasn't very funny. Um, it was the Street Profits playing basketball, and they scored a lot of points because the Viking Raiders don't know how to play basketball, uh, and delivering not very funny one-liners. And then the Viking Raiders lose a lot. They scored one basket and they're like, oh yeah, we won, we're awesome. And then they go, no, look at the scoreboard, we won a lot. And they go, oh no. And then it comes back in another vignette afterwards in the post-game. <clears throat> and then the Viking Raiders go, you know we let you win, right? And they're like, huh, yeah, sure, whatever. And then it just shows a montage of them scoring a load of baskets and even doing like a dunk. And I was like, well, what, what was the point what what did you Mm. why didn't you just win then if the point was to say we can do anything you can do we're better that we can do anything you can do but better then why didn't you just win because that then that would have been better i i'm so confused and it wasn't funny that was the other thing if it was funny i probably could have let it off because i'd have been like you know what doesn't really make sense but it was funny it's fine but it wasn't funny so now i'm just confused hmm yeah, and it like it really was visually confusing mm-hmm. because after that second r- reveal where, wow, the Viking Raiders are actually good at basketball, I was like, wait, so so surely this is the final quarter then? And it was all a hustle, and now they're winning the match. So that, what, am I misremembering it? Did, what, was it only at the end of the third quarter that we left stuff? And I went back and I, no, the Street Profits won the entire game. It was, it was an utter failure mm-hmm. for what what I, I but I just I really can't understand they, how they managed to fifty fifty book a vignette. They really did, didn't they? But the thing is, you say it's I, a failure. What did they fail at? Because it didn't really succeed at anything. But it didn't fail. Creating at anything compelling either. television. They failed at that. Was that their goal though? 
Because I'm not sure. Because <laughs> I'm not sure. They might not have failed at that because they might not have been able to try to do that. I don't know. WWE's goal is to, you know, do good numbers three months before the TV contracts are up and then coast. <laughs> Uh, after that, we got Natalia versus Shayna Baszler. They had a pretty good match, mm-hmm. I thought, and uh, Baszler won, um, so making her look really good. I will say, one, Natalia said bitch. Naughty. Uh, and also, I don't normally comment on camera cuts and them being all super weird and stuff, because I, I generally find that I don't find them as grating as a lot of people. I think they're they're fine when, when used right. I, I can deal with the Kevin Dunn style of camera work. I'm used to it now. However, there was one little bit in this match where Shayna Baszler was repeatedly punching Natalia in the corner, doing several kind of quick jabs in the corner time and time again. And yeah, yeah, not 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 that. Thanks, Ali. Um but they they cut the camera every time Shayna did a punch. And I timed it and I counted how many camera cuts there were. There were 15 camera cuts in 12 seconds. Oh my god. <laughs> like, how do you do that? That really, like, that just grated with me so hard. I literally, like, I t- took myself out of the match for a second. I was like, who's pressing those buttons? Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Like, oh, God. Yeah, it was. that was bad. That was some bad camera work. Do you think, it? you know, when it gets into that, that kind of wrestling sequence in the broadcast studio where they're cutting between camera shots, you know in video games when you've got to really quickly press square to get out of the move? <laughs> Do you think that, like, a little icon comes out now? <laughs> got to come with a warning, that sort of it cut really rate. should, yeah. Um, then we got King Corbin accepting Drew's challenge in a, in a promo with Charlie Caruso. I was under the impression that it was a done deal. So yeah, I they said that Corbin had challenged Drew, and then he accepted Drew's challenge despite him already challenging. Also, completely accepting the fact that he is wanted for murder. Just saying, yeah, I did try to murder Ray and Alistair. <laughs> Isn't that great? They got lucky. There was that other smaller roof there. <laughs> like what? Okay, you take take that to take that to court. Yeah, when he's being you know charged for attempted murder. Mm. And, they get, and the, the, the sort of defence points out, no, 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 there was a smaller roof mm-hmm. underneath the big roof. <laughs> uh, and the main event uh, was Randy Orton and Edge having a... Well, the, the title graphic that promoted this throughout the episode was very clunkily written as Are Edge and Randy Orton on a collision course? That sounds like a Wrestle Talk podcast title. <laughs> it doesn't. We would never put collision course. We would say Edge and Orton clash Confirmed. in This sounds like a WWE article title. That's true. But, you know, the, the way that no one speaks. I, th- I thought it was very uninspiring. And that was followed up by, unfortunately, uh, uh, despite very good performances from both Edge and Orton, I thought their, their promo work was excellent. I don't want to see him wrestle. At the end of the day, yeah. I, I, there's a, there's a, you can't make me excited. Well, that's a lie. Plenty of wrestling things have made me excited about something I thought I'd never be interested in. But this really has an uphill climb yeah. ahead of it. Totally. I mean, the, I think they, they both did really well in terms of the actual <laughs> delivering of the promo itself. I thought the reasons for it were good. I thought that Orton made a compelling case saying that, hey, man, you came back in the rumble when you had 29 other people to hide behind you've 
you beat me in a last man standing match when you know when there's so much other objects and other things to hide behind the better man won at wrestlemania but the better wrestler didn't and he's challenging edge to a straight wrestling match at backlash and i thought it's a curious build to go from the hardcore stipulation to the singles match but i thought it made sense they had good points they had good logic as to why it would make sense i just don't want to see it that's the problem it's just mm. i just don't i'm not interested i've seen those these two wrestling as like for far longer than i wanted to already and I mean, when Edge came back, everyone wanted Edge to come back, but I don't think they wanted Edge to come back just to feud with Orton. Like, it, have him... Fe- and the start of Edge's promo saying, like, oh, I'm done with Orton. You know, when I looked into that locker room, I was like, who's he going to talk about? Um, but it, it was just when Randy Orton came out. Like, you could have, like, Edge versus McIntyre, Edge versus Brian, Edge versus Andrade, Edge versus Nakamura, Cesaro, any- someone, anyone. It's the same thing with Drew McIntyre's opponent next week pick someone from wwe that's good and it will be a great match because it's edge facing this person who we thought we wouldn't get to see and that's already an instant draw but they've gone back to edge versus Orton again which is disappointing what's aj styles doing right now why can't it be aj styles he's scared when edge of the undertaker came... <laughs> when Edge cut that promo on Raw after his Royal Rumble return, he gave this tantalising list of people he wants to get in the ring with. And, you know, Matt Riddle was one of those names. Seth Rollins. I was really excited, though, by AJ Styles' his mm. name. I want to see that match. And Daniel Bryan, to be fair. But the... Yeah, I just... I, I, I loved... I loved the Orton-Edge build. I, the, 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 unfortunately, the climactic match wasn't good i think we're you know most of us have agreed on that if you liked it all the power to you but you can't ignore the fact that the vast majority of people found it utterly tedious mm-hmm. and overlong and indulgent but the build my god that was fantastic so it's like controversial i'm not a fan of the return of the king and lord of the rings i feel like their feud was the Lord of the Rings franchise, you know, with all that great build from January through to April, and then, you know, you just fumble it at the end with the multiple endings of Return of the King. I do not want The Hobbit, mm. right? I do not want The Hobbit immediately after that. I want something different. I want something fresh. I don't want to go back to that well because that feud has organically and naturally ended. Orton and Edge coming back to fight now wasn't the plan. They were brought back because ratings are in the pan, and WWE panicked and they brought back stars. That's that's a reported fact. So to go but to bring them back, fair enough, but to put them in the feud that has naturally concluded is incredibly lazy. Mm-hmm. And it's not gonna it's not gonna work in the long run compared to fresh feuds that can get over new people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent agree with you. Like I'm I'm just disappointed because I really want to see Edge wrestle so many other people, and we're seeing Orton again. Mm. It might be a good match. I'm. It very well could be. These two are very good professional wrestlers. You're holding your finger. Well, up. it's it's not just going to be a good match. Oh my god! It, I forgot about this bit. Because if this goes ahead, this could very well be the best wrestling match ever. So Orton and Edge did this promo exchange in the ring and it came to the end of the promo. Very good promo. Both guys are very good. And then from out of nowhere, as they're staring at each other, as that closing image to the show, 
Charlie Caruso walks into the shot behind them like they're doing a freeze frame and she's come out and say, well, next week, folks, on Saved by the Bell or whatever. And she looks right down the camera and says, well, if this does happen, it could very well be the best wrestling match ever. And that not only came across terribly, it was awkwardly scripted, it was rubbish, it was patronising as a viewer, it was so petty because that surely that was only in there to say to all the people who really criticised that match, Dave Meltzer, you know, famously called it one of the worst WrestleMania matches in history. That line was at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And it was, and when you say that Caruso came out of nowhere, it really was out of nowhere. Like they had the close-up shot; they were like this far apart, staring at each other. It zoomed into Edge. It zoomed out, and suddenly Autumn wasn't there, and Caruso was. I was like, "What's happening? Why is she there?" And yeah, she delivers this terrible line. It undercuts the tension that you have at the end of the promo. And now it's made me less excited for the match. When you've been trying to sell me that it could be the best wrestling match ever. Now I I don't buy it anymore. So well done, WWE. Good job, guys. No. Um, But overall, I thought this was an enjoyable episode. It really made made by Becky Lynch's announcement mm-hmm. and I love the Seth stuff as well yes. I thought that was so overall I gave it a 4 out of 5 mm-hmm. but without the Becky stuff like it's a low average I think yeah totally I'm, I'm kind of on the border between kind of like a low 4 to <coughs> high 3 like the Becky stuff really elevated it and the Seth stuff was fantastic there's a couple of I just really wish that, that Seth main evented the show because I really think that would have mm. been a really good bookend to it of having Becky open and Seth close I think that would have been a nice like bookmark to the episode but can't have everything, um, but yeah, so, so thought it was very enjoyable, mostly, throughout the show, so, yeah, low four, why not? Well, before we get on with all of your super chats, we've got plenty, and we've already massively overran. Yeah, we have. Uh, So let's get on with your super chats. We'll speed through them as quickly as possible. Uh, Raw related. The bad one, Ryan B. Bad. Seth went from looking like Russell Brand to Killer Jesus. <laughs> really like that. The ad nap too, but what's inside Otis's briefcase? Oh my god, imagine. Maybe it's another um, turkey that Mandy Rose has cooked him. A sandwich, mm. yeah. Ben Isaacs, the Omni Corbin must return. God. It was the Omni Shane, actually. It was, oh, it was the Omni Shane, but it's going to be the Omni Corbin now. The Joseph Gianella, not even the wildcard rule, can escape the pull of Baron Corbin's midcard vortex of evil. That was actually really good. What the hell? Okay. <laughs> the real YT Corbin vortex has appeared again. LOL. Smiley face with laughter. Pavi let Andy out of his cage. I can already see WWE make Becky's baby into a story. What if WWE say Buddy is the dad, and that's why yesterday Seth didn't want anything to do with Buddy? Oh, that's a story. Don't be the story, please, but it's a story. No, it's not very good. Darren Moody, Seth and Becky equals Irish Jesus. (laughs) Uh, Ben Isaacs again. Lashley broke the master lock. He learnt its secret. I was right. I know wrestling, see? Walu TV, you know, Pete, Lashley using the Master Lock is all part of the big plan to bring Chris Masters back. Hashtag you love it. Totally, yeah, definitely to bring Chris Masters back. 
Uh, happy birthday, Dan, for the weekend as well. Mm. That's Walu TV. Happy birthday, Dan. Turn twelve. Yeah, isn't that amazing nice? milestone? Uh, Vandalia 1998 so now both people on the cover of WWE 2K20 are off TV because of babies that's true different context but yes because of babies because that's the thing wrong with 2K20 yeah uh, Mega Mister 46 now WWE is trying to make the tag teams into a clone Chuckle Brothers <laughs> army <laughs> sure <laughs> The Adnap 2, I hope they didn't just pull, put MVP and Lashley together because they're both, you know, from 2007. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope they didn't do that either. It's, it's, That's very yeah, good. It's a good joke. It's the same reason they, you know, I hope they didn't put Ricochet and Cedric Alexander together because Vince McMahon gave up on them. Yeah. Joels, do you think now Becky being pregnant that Seth will have a second coming storyline played out? I don't know if they meant it that way. They totally did. <laughs> they totally did. The name of his old entrance music was The Second Coming. That's hilarious. Well done. <laughs> Matthew Shield had to go watch the Becky segment after the news. It's really, really good. It's great. It's, you know, all time top raw moments. Yeah. Um, Ben Isaacs. Seth looked like the baby is already waking him up at 3am. <laughs> he's, get, he's getting ready for those night feeds. Gabriel Reyes. I know why Ray only mentioned Seth was the father. He's the messiah. This was clearly a case of immaculate conception in seriousness. Congrats to both. Absolutely. <clears throat> well, he sh I think Seth should start... If he does want to integrate it into his character, he should start claiming... He, you know, he is God. He has fathered a child, the saviour. Mm -hmm. It was, he is immaculate, I don't know. Yeah. KML, such a shame we didn't get a Scooby-Doo chase sequence with Taker and AJ at Money in the Bank. Seth looked like he didn't shower or clean up since his match with Drew. It's probably true, honestly. And Benny Sato, hashtag Datsun, is the only hope to bring the gold to wrestle talk. It could be the temptations of Rollins, like Jesus had in the desert. You never know. Could be. Hmm. Um, MJVDG Necromancer Taker Stable of Resurrected Dead Lads <laughs> That would actually be quite funny Yeah, now, that's the thing There wasn't a smaller roof It's Taker just resurrected Mysterio and Black After they died That's what it is Yeah Kodiak 1984 Viking Raiders were showing they are in control And the reason the Street Profits are champions Are because the Viking Raiders let them Mind games Is that like the mind games from your uh, WrestleTalk Extra review of Mania 21 With Undertaker on a Segway You know it's mind games mm. It's just mind games I don't think that plays out If if that if that works for you Kodiak Again all the power to you But I I thought it was awful. Mm. Ben Isaacs. Charlotte was advertised for SmackDown. She's now on all three brands. Uh, she's the Omni Flare now. <laughs> Great. Um, uh, did you want me to do these oh ones? Yeah, you take over. Uh, we've got some uh, general wrestling related super chats. We've got one from JR Briggs that says uh, Put Kenny King in and it's impact all over again. Sure. Um, general wrestle talk related super chats now. Victor Vega said. Uh, 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 why did Shayna call me a loser? I'll be a great dad. Are, are you? Are you Seth? Um, and <clears> also <throat> said stupid autocorrect because he put Shauna. Nice. Ah uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, Tom Garan said uh, watching this while doing my uni exam. Have some pounds. Thank you very much. While doing their university exam. Well, I mean, hopefully not while doing it. I would. I would hope he meant while studying for it. 
Maybe? It's remote learning. Yeah. Maybe he's just... <laughs> well, don't do that if you're actually doing an exam. Um, Oblivious Kari says, uh, Did you know we are wrestlers who wrestle wrestle? Cool. Did did you, did you know that? I, do, I, I was not aware. No. no. Um, Pavi let Andy out of his cage. Becky to be a mother. Pete soon to be Smooth Pete. Oh, God. Smooth Pete. Get that trending. A lot of fun was had from last week's Quizzlemania. Yeah, Smooth Pete. Uh, Harry Pig Orr says, uh, taking a break from finishing my dissertation to watch this. Thanks for the content, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Good luck writing it. Mm. Uh, Ray Benshop says, thanks for the content, guys. Hope you're staying safe. And you. Thank you very Mm. much. You too, buddy. Uh, PatelRon6 says, uh, after a shave, Chopper's uh, going to look younger than AD. Andy Datsun. Andy Datsun. There it is. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Probably, yes, actually. Uh, Zach Icon Lintner said, uh, You got it this week, Ollie. Joe, Joe, Joe. Joe. Cheers, man. Uh, All my Joe bodies believing in me like that. Absolutely. Uh, Magnus says, uh, Who's the stiffest worker, <laughs> Sin Cara or Seth? It's another good, good joke. Um, Excellent. Dwayne Cawley said, uh, Shave Chopper. I'm, I'm gonna have Shave to. Chopper. I'm gonna have to, unfortunately. Uh, Patel Ron Six says Pete's fiance is going to colour his eyebrows. She won't. They won't be there, probably. If you guys mm. get the the charity, uh, the charity girl. Uh, oh, who, who's this one from, Ollie? If you're still on the, uh, if you're still on the dock. Oh, Charlie Caruso. Yeah, that one. Um, uh, the Craftsman said uh, Caruso alert from out of nowhere. Hello, it's my good friend Ollie Davidson. Cheers, man. Yeah. I don't know you, but um, yeah. that's not my name. Yeah. Uh, Dematic the Ghost said, uh, WWE will net- never satisfy you guys at WrestleTalk. I mean, I thought we were pretty positive on this episode overall. The Becky and the Seth stuff was awesome, I thought. Very positive of Otis winning as well. Mm. Yeah. And I criticised AEW last Thursday. Oh, my God. <gasps> yeah. I will say, I bloody loved Money in the Bank. It was great. Mm. Um. Terio Jenkins said, uh, you guys are awesome. If you need an American sports and WWE fan to help out, hit me up. Stay safe. I mean, we do not know our American sports, so, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Thank you, Terio. Uh, Kodiak1984 said, my comment was more of a question. Stay safe, guys. What was this one again? Oh, it was the... It was it was the the idea, wasn't it? Uh, going back. Oh, going the back. Uh, were the Viking Raiders showing they're in control, and the reason the Street Profits ah. are champions is because the Viking Raiders are letting them mind games. What was it? Yeah, I it? think that was. That's probably the character motivation, but it was yeah, it was rubbish. Didn't come across that way. Uh, Dale Creasy said, "More of you guys singing songs. They help with my anxiety." Uh, I don't know any songs off the top of my head. When I'm put on the spot, well, we. We can't do that over the delay of oh, video that's calls. True. Yeah, no, it won't work. We tried to do the karaoke and it was unlistenable. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so that's something we'll have to wait till post lockdown. Yeah, um, we got one from Joe Earl saying uh, Seth's story is now <coughs> he has to clean up the sins of WWE to make way for his child, the second coming of Seth's son. You know what? That's pretty good. I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, we got a donation with... Oh. oh, sorry, go ahead. We got one more. Adam Pearson! Hey. Hey. Uh, thoughts on Tom Segura using the R word? Don't do it. There you go. That's 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 my take. Um, and... Uh, I, am sorry, I, go ahead. Am I going to open up a, a... Oh, that R word. Yeah. Like, to, to 
the, the slowing down of a speed. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's past it. I, I, there's no there's no reason to use it when it. Yep. When it's offensive. Yeah. yeah. Just done. Uh, and uh, we got a super chat with no message from Angel Perez. Thank you very much. Uh, and over on the other link, we've got the link you can see on the screen right now. Uh, we got a donation from Jonathan Hedman. Um, he said, uh, well, with lockdown in place, you had to expect some wrestle babies coming out. I'm happy for them. <laughs> it's true. Very much so, yeah. Uh, we got one uh, from Ben Mack, who says, during the Money in the Bank match, after Baron Corbin threw Ray and Black off the roof, uh, they should have cut to a shot of both of them on the floor outside the building. Either A, on the floor, just dead, or B, on the floor, selling their back like a normal back bump. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they should have. That would have been hilarious. That would have been so funny. Um, uh, <clears throat> and finally, Nate drops surname said uh, Seth wasn't catatonic because he was upset at losing to Drew. He was just he just really was not ready to have a baby. Uh, Hope Ollie has been studying up on nips. It's time to take down SRS Edge versus RKO <laughs> greatest wrestling match of all time. Really, Charlie? Yeah, they, it agreed. was the greatest wrestling match of all time. Ever. Uh, We've just had a few come in as well from the super chats. Thank you ever so much, everyone. You've you've been so generous. Uh, Leon Leonza Duncan MVP stable with Lashley, Cruz, Cedric, and Ricochet. You know, there's that it's it's that they've all got something in common. Joke there, but yeah. there is. I could see a, a reason why they all band together. Totally. And that's because they've been passed over by other stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Terry O Jenkins. I know that's why. I know that's why I'm taking my shot. Terrio, what did Terrio say? They made the joke, didn't they? I don't know. Terrio. Uh, you guys are awesome. Oh, if you need an American sports mm. fan. Right. Yeah, to help out. That, thank you very much, but we're... Uh, we've, I, I foolishly said, yeah, if anyone wants to write for us, just send me an email. <laughs> and I got so many emails. Thank you, everyone who did send them in. Also, I think MVP will make a better manager than Lana. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but Lana is a very good manager. I, 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 you know, she was fantastic for Rusev. Yeah, in the first iteration, I think she's great for Rusev and nobody else. That's the problem. Mm. It's like Heyman really works with Lesnar and didn't work with uh, like Cesaro or Ryback. <clears throat> yeah, uh, and Giant Four Twenty Ginger, bye bye Beardy. Mm. Hashtag keep the mutton shots. I can't. I have to shave it all off. That's the that's the stipulation. So do you think you'll lose your eyebrows? I think because the the amount is so four grand is mm-hmm. what we want to hit. Yeah. Uh, so is that dollars or sterling? I don't know, but either way, I think we're going to hit it anyway. Um, you think your eyebrows are a money draw? I I think not only my eyebrows, but one, it's it's for charity anyways. People love that stuff, uh, and also we've got you know as he said before, no way Jose's on there. Extra eyes probably. Uh, and yeah, people will probably, with how it went down with Datsun losing his hair, and I think people were cheated out of not seeing Datsun uh, shave his eyebrows off because he didn't want to. I think they might finally get to exact some revenge over that. And I think, especially if you was really like having the power and being like, huh, yeah, we're gonna make you shave off your eyebrows because we can do that kind of thing. Probably something shave like that. chopper. Yeah, yeah. That. I'm gonna say that a lot tomorrow. I really to, hope just you to don't. give you a heads up. <laughs> um, is this some weird power play against Andy? Then is it all like, well, you didn't shave your eyebrows. I'm more man than you. 
<laughs> maybe it's just I don't care as much. Maybe that's what it is. I just don't care about myself. It's not that. When was the last time you saw your chin? Uh, it was when I was 17. So wow. Yeah. Because, well, I guess at technically 18. Because um, it was just after I went to university. Because when I was at in my um, sixth form, uh, the rule was you had to be clean shaven. Um, uh, so I never grew a beard before that. And then I went to university when I was 18. But the first couple of weeks at uni, I was still clean shaven just because that was the habit. And then I had a had an epiphany at one point and I was like, oh my God, I don't need to be clean shaven anymore. I'm just going to see what happens if I let it grow. And never looked back since. <laughs> I once, so I, I had a similar thing, but mm. I worked at a premium supermarket mm. called Waitrose. Mm. And... I wasn't allowed to you, you were allowed to have a beard but you you and you were allowed to be clean shaven but you, you were not allowed the interim you weren't allowed bum fluff you because that was no what? that was considered untidy for the middle class shoppers what that doesn't make any sense so I could never at that age grow a beard fast enough mm. but I had a I went traveling round Europe for for a couple of weeks and I grew my best attempt at a beard and didn't look back. And then I was going out with my ex and I thought, you know what, I'm going to shave it off. And it was we were going through a rocky patch anyway. And she came back. I, took, I met her from an airport. She got off the plane and she looked at me. And I thought, hey, I'm quite devilishly handsome without the beard. And she looked at me and I think that's when she decided we were going to break up. <laughs> So I just, I'm just, you know, we're here for you, Pete. If things don't go well, I think my lady partner is more excited about this than anybody, and I'm not quite sure why. I think she, oh, Pete, she's, just... Pete, I wanna, I wanna feel your smooth cheeks. I think she just wants the experience of having said that she has seen me without a beard. I think that's that's mainly what it is. Just because I've, you know, I've always had a beard since we've been together, so it's probably just that. I don't know how, what's going to go on with the eyebrows, though. I'm, I'm quite worried, <laughs> if I'm honest. It'll so be there fine, is a right? danger they won't grow back. It'll be fine. It'll grow back. It's fine. It's totally fine. But they could grow back cool. They could, could grow get back like cool. Evil pencil mm. eyebrows that, that I have mean, a little kink in. My eyebrows already grow weird as it is. Like, they have, like, weird slits in them and stuff already. It's super strange. That's just, like, a natural growth. And at various points in my life, I've had people come up to me and just being like, have you shaved that slit in your eyebrows? But like, <laughs> nope, that's just the way they grow. Uh, and, like, they grow super weird. Like, my left one curls up at the end towards my head. It's super strange. Like, my eyebrows are weird. Uh, maybe I'll just look better without them. Who knows? Um, so yeah, if, if they I don't think that's the case. If... I don't think you'll look better without them. <laughs> Probably not, but you never know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm just hopeful, quietly hopeful, that they'll grow back, one, and two, they'll grow back better than before. Please. So you, you were talking to us earlier on our, you know, our group call. Mm. That you were you were figuring out the stages of beard that mm -hmm. you will go down. Mm. Have you done a similar thing for your eyebrows in case that happens? No, that's going to be a one and done. That's going to be like I need to shave my eyebrows. Cool, they're gone. <laughs> I think that's going to be enormously liberating. 
It is. I think it's going to feel like a chunk of weight has just come off your eye. I had that. The first time I shaved my head, I had that sense of like liberation of being like, oh my god, that's so much hair. This is great. Um, yeah, so I, I guess it will be the same. But there's no way, if I have to shave my eyebrows, I'm not doing that in stages. No way. Because yeah. seeing me with half an eyebrow, I'm going to be like, <laughs> nope, nope, I don't want to do it anymore. And then it will be too late. So yeah, it's going to be one and done. You can have it, little... You could have little Hitler moustaches instead of eyebrows. That sounds terrible. Let's not do that. You're not even going to do the chavy little no slit in it. The chavy slit on the far side. See, that's what I mean. My eyebrows slit from the inside. They look super weird already. It would look so mm. strange. Yeah. So no, not at well, all. Well, it's uh, it's for a great cause. It is. It's weird how, and you know, I think from the outside it looks like I'm forcing you all to to do this. But you are already volunteering to get rid of various bits of hair. That's true. We had a call where, you know, even Laurie was like, oh, if it came to it, I could shave my beard. <laughs> yeah. what's, what's happening here? People just bored? It's just the content. Starve for content. That's what it is. Yeah, just need it. I was really prepared for zero content, and just I don't know how WWE are doing it. <laughs> still... The wrestling world is just story after story at the moment. It's yeah. insane. It's mental. Yeah. I I mean we've we've still got backup plans for content after content after content, just in case. But from the looks of it, I think we're still probably gonna be talking about God knows what comes soon. Like mm-hmm. there's probably gonna be some sort of miscarriage angle that they're gonna run. You know, it's gonna oh be my awful. God. It's gonna be terrible. You know, that'll be Shayna Baszler's new character that she's just out to give Becky a miscarriage. Like, it's going to be terrible. Uh, But we'll be talking about it. So, you know, content. Am I right? That is Paul Heyman. That (laughs) That is Paul Heyman 101. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Christ. Well, uh, please do go and download the Quizzlemania podcast and subscribe to it. It's available on all good uh, podcasts. Luke usually does this bit. We should have probably said that Luke's not here, but Luke's I, not here. I guess people have figured that out mm. by now. Yeah, this is the end um, of the episode, so yeah. Mm. But yeah, go over and subscribe to Quizzlemania because our latest episode will be up there soon. You can watch it live on YouTube on Parts of Unknown where No Way Jose will be competing against myself, Luke, and Sean Ross Sapp, and we'll be cutting to Pete live, shaving his beard and potentially his eyebrows. And also, go over to WrestleTalkMerch.com and buy your Pile Drive COVID-19 shirt, which we've just released. It's, it's, it's charming. But for now, I've been Ollie Davis. That's been Pete Quinnell. Nearly said Luke Owen. I love you. Goodbye. Whatever he says. That's the one. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.